are Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Blackhawks podcast, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Today is Wednesday, March 10th, 2021. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you can also check out my Strictly Blackhawks account, that's at Talkin' Hockey, for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. If you like what you're hearing today, then please be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Go leave a review if you want. It's all free wherever you may listen to your podcast, whether that be through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, etc. You'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. Also, if you're on Twitter, then please go follow the Lockdown Blackhawks Twitter page at capital L, capital O, underscore Blackhawks, with some really good content being posted there every day as well. Alright, good morning everybody, as always, thank you for tuning in to today's episode of Lockdown Blackhawks. Last night, well, certainly did not go as well as we all thought it would, you know, being Patrick Kane's 1000th NHL game. I expected the Blackhawks to come out with a strong effort and have a little extra juice and extra motivation with everything going on for one of the best players in franchise history having such an honorable night, but nope, I was wrong. The Blackhawks get smoked 6-1 to by a Stars team that has not been all that good of late. They were losers of six of their last eight games since returning from a COVID-19 pause a few weeks ago, and it was just a really ugly game in all facets for the Blackhawks. The defense was horrible. The offense couldn't get anything going on at all. Five on five, they were by far the worst team. Malcolm Subban, who did wind up getting the start as I expected, I talked about that on yesterday's episode, but Subban was not good in that, the defense in front of him wasn't good, it was, it was probably his worst or one of his worst games of the season, uh, but put that all together and you get a one-sided affair like we saw last night, really from the get-go of that game, it, it wasn't pretty and it, it wasn't ever close, um, but before I dive into uh, a little bit more into the game. I wanted to be sure to talk about some of the lineup decisions we saw from head coach Jeremy Colleton last night. The first was, well, Calvin DeHaan was able to make his return last night after being out for a game with a lower body injury. He said he just took a shot block to an awkward part of the leg that doesn't get padded very well. Um, that I didn't see coming. I honestly thought DeHaan was going to be out for a couple of more games just because the Hawks, they called up Bodan and a couple other defensemen from Rockford recently. So that kind of led me to believe that DeHaan could miss a couple games. But DeHaan was back in there last night. The surprise on the back end for the Hawks, though, was that rookie Ian Mitchell was a healthy scratch for the first time in his NHL career. Mitchell addressed in all 26 of the Hawks games heading into Tuesday, but wound up getting an unexpected night off against the Stars. A little curious of a decision, but at the same time, after hearing Jeremy Colleton talk about it, I do understand why he did what he did. Mitchell had been struggling a bit up on that top pairing with Duncan Keith recently. He didn't have a great stretch of games over the weekend against the Tampa Bay Lightning. And again, from from how Jeremy Colleton made it sound, you know, 
They simply just wanted to keep Mitchell fresh, both mentally and physically, which shouldn't come as a surprise when you think about how Colleton has handled his young defenseman so far this season. So, even though it was a little odd to see in the 27th game of the year, it was Mitchell's first one, uh, first time drawing out of the lineup, uh, in, also in favor of Lucas Carlson, definitely think that Mitchell's been the more impactful blue liner between those two so far. Um, but even though, you know, it was a little weird. I do understand why Colleton went in that direction. I don't think it's going to hurt the kid at all by, you know, just giving him a night to rest or, or maybe a night or two. Um, so no Mitchell in the lineup on Tuesday. Lucas Carlson was in for him. And also no Lucas Walmark for the second straight game. Even with the Hawks electing to go with the standard 12 forwards and six defensemen look last night, Walmark sat out in favor of Reese Johnson, who had just been called up a couple of days prior. And uh, he skated on the fourth line with Matthew Highmore and Ryan Carpenter. I talked yesterday how I was hoping that Johnson would get a couple more looks here in the next few weeks after being called up. So that I was happy to see because I think he, he can be a solid bottom six energy guy for this team. Kind of like Brandon Hagel in a sense, but probably with a little less offense. And I thought... Johnson played well last night. He had a big fight when the Hawks were down 2 to nothing to try and spark some energy in the boys. He was dishing out hits, being physical, per usual. So, like what I saw from the most part in Reese Johnson, and I'm definitely interested to see if Colleton goes with him in the lineup once again in the second meeting of this series between the Blackhawks and Dallas Stars. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, there are my quick thoughts on the Blackhawks. Embarrassing 6-1 loss to Dallas on Tuesday. Coming up in just a moment, I am going to talk about some of the special video messages that forward Patrick Kane received from former teammates and some close friends to congratulate him on playing in his 1,000th NHL game. But first, I need to talk to you all about Bilt Bar, which is the protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Bilt Bar has a ton of awesome classic flavors like double chocolate, peanut butter, salted caramel, coconut, and now they also have six new flavors, which are caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp, all of which, like the other 12 flavors, are covered in 100% real chocolate and are soft, easy to chew, and great for the keto diet. Not only are all the bars low calorie and low sugar, but they are also a great source for protein and fiber. So make sure to go to BuiltBar.com today and use the promo code LOCKEDON in all caps to get 20% off your next order. Guys, Built Bar, they sent me a sample pack. I got to try all 18 of their flavors. They also sent me uh, some samples of their two new flavors, coconut brownie mix and chunky peanut butter. Every flavor I had was really good. These are seriously some of the best protein bars I've ever had in my life. So one more time, be sure to check out BuiltBar.com for a delicious and healthy snack option. And don't forget to take advantage of our promo code that's locked on in all caps, locked on 20, excuse me, one word in all caps for 20% off your next Built Bar order.
This is the Locked On Blackhawks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Locked On Today, a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes by subscribing to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, I just finished up sharing my first thoughts on the Blackhawks' embarrassing 6-1 loss to the Dallas Stars last night. Moving on now, I also wanted to be sure to talk about the special video messages that Patrick Kane received last night for playing in his 1,000th NHL game. He got some cool videos from, you know, a couple of Blackhawks fan favorites and also just some special folks from across the league and everything. And honestly, (laughs) this was the most exciting part of the game last night from a Hawks fan's perspective because this one really never felt like it was all that close, maybe except for, you know, those two minutes in the second period after Matthias Janmark cut the deficit to two to one there. Um, But besides that, it was all stars the rest of the way. So while it certainly wasn't, you know, as I said, the memorable night that everyone was expecting it to be for Patrick Kane, he did not wind up recording a point like I expected him to. I took him as, you know, um, I picked a click on yesterday's episode. That didn't go so well. Um, so despite not recording it, recording a point, despite it being a horrible loss and a horrible showing for the Blackhawks, at least Kaner, you know, was able to hear some kind words from some of his closest friends and family members. And one guy in particular who I have to talk about congratulating Kaner on game number 1000 was Blackhawks captain Jonathan Taze, who for the first time in over three months since being announced out indefinitely with an illness, Taze made a public appearance for the first time last night. Of course, you know, it was only a quick video of Taser saying congrats to uh, his good buddy Kaner, but still, you know, it had been months since anyone had seen or heard from Taze at all. So very nice to see the captain able to wish Kane congratulations. I'm sure he wanted to be there in person for it, but got to do what's best for himself at the moment. Still no word on Taze or his illness or anything, and People seem to message me every day about it. I, I know nothing. <laughs> I know just as much as you guys do. Um, And probably should not expect there to be anything announced uh, about this anytime soon. Wish Taze, you know, all the best and hope for a speedy recovery. But as I said, he's got to do what's best for him and his health at this point. Um, But it was really good just to see Taze's face and, you know, see him smiling in that video on Tuesday, sharing a nice moment there with Patrick Kane. Kane also got a special video from Nicholas Jalmerson, former Blackhawks defenseman, absolute warrior, three-time Stanley Cup champion. Hammer recorded uh, his video in the Coyotes media room, which was kind of funny. There were Coyotes logos all over the back, and he was smiley as always. Uh, We saw Patrick Sharp share a couple of words. It seemed like he was... uh, doing something behind the scenes maybe during intermission or something. Not sure if he was at the UC or where he was, but Sharpie got out a nice message. Duncan Keith had, he had like a one I kind of wasn't expecting. It was like a nice little like minute, minute and a half long video just talking about everything and all the moments they've been able to share and how proud he is of them and everything. That was really cool to see. Uh, Marion Hosa also had a really good one. His was funny because 
He talked about being a little surprised to see Kaner become a two-way player, which made for a good laugh, of course. But I have to say, the best video message of the night has to come from uh, Dominic Hasek, who was never a teammate of Kane's, but he was one of Kaner's favorite players growing up. Obviously, Kane being from Buffalo, New York, he grew up a Sabres fan, where Hasek played at the time. Um, and actually, while Hasek was playing there, he said that Kane's dad, Patrick Kane the first, actually sold him a car or something along those lines. He traded in a car to get a new one or something. Uh, when Patrick was like seven or eight years old, which he does still remember. Well, fast forward 10 or 11 years from Mr. Kane selling Hashik that car, and Kane winds up uh, being playing for the Blackhawks, the number one overall pick, and he scores his first career shootout goal against the Dominator when he was a part of the Detroit Red Wings. And during Hasek's video congratulating Kane, he said that during that shootout, he purposely let Kaner score that goal because his dad hooked, a, hooked him up with a really nice car and thought he was deserving of the moment. You know, clearly a joke there from Hasek, but it made for a, a good laugh from everybody and uh, all in good fun, you know, just in all, really cool to hear from so many different people for Kaner in, in this uh this cool moment that he got to share with everybody. Sidney Crosby even had a video, which was kind of random. Um, there was a great conversation between Kane and Eddie Olchek during the intermission. Patrick's sisters got to have their own video where they were all wearing uh, or had different jerseys laid out. It was all really awesome and really well done up for Kane's 1000th NHL game. The Blackhawks always kill it in events like these. I, I talked the other day about how I personally was in attendance for Brent Seabrook's 1000th NHL game, and it was just really awesome to see everything they had planned for that night. Um, wish that the Blackhawks could have had this one at the United Center like they originally had planned, and also wish that they would have uh, come out with some more fight and would have found a way to come out with two points last night, but hey, can't have a Cinderella ending to every story, and trust me when I say Patrick Kane has created a lot of those Cinderella moments so far throughout his career, so one more time, congratulations to Patrick Kane for playing in game number 1,000. Very few players have been able to do it with one franchise. Fortunately for us, he's one of them, uh, and I'm very much so looking forward to the rest of Kane's career because this guy Seriously, just like a fine wine, he seems to only be getting better with age, and the sky truly is the limit for Kaner, and I'm very confident that when it's all said and done, number 88 for the Chicago Blackhawks will go down as the best American player of all time. Alright ladies and gentlemen, there are some thoughts on the video messages that Patrick Kane received for his 1000th NHL game. Coming up in just a moment, I'm going to talk about some problems that the Blackhawks have been faced with lately and what they need to do in order to turn this thing around and come away with a key two points on Thursday against the Stars. But first, I need to talk to you all about betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts, and be sure to use our promo code Locked on, one word in all caps, to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Yes, football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. And believe it or not, Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real time, updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's also free to sign up. 
head on over to the website or you can also use your mobile device to sign up today. And don't forget to use our promo code LOCKDOWN, one word in all caps, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. This is the Locked On Blackhawks podcast. As always, I'm your host, Jack Bushman. Every Wednesday on Locked On NHL, take a deep dive into the Western Conference with Sarah Avampato of Locked On Kings and Tom Gazzola of Locked On Oilers. Whether it's a look at top-end contenders like Vegas or St. Louis or breaking down the rebuilds of the Kings and Blackhawks, Locked On NHL has you covered on Western Conference Wednesdays. So be sure to subscribe to Locked On NHL wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, I just finished talking about the special video messages that Patrick Kane received from some teammates and friends for playing in his 1,000th NHL game last night. Now, before I wrap things up on the show today, I wanted to be sure to talk about some of the specific problems that have been haunting this Blackhawks team as of late and what they need to try to do in order to get back on track and split this two-game series down in Dallas. So... First, the penalty kill. My, oh my, what a nightmare this has been for the Blackhawks in the last two weeks or so. Like, literally eight or nine games ago, this was a a top 15, close to a top 10 penalty kill in the entire league. But now, we're looking at the NHL's 28th ranked penalty kill. Yeah, you heard me right. Only three teams are worse while shorthanded than the Hawks are, and that's the Nashville Predators, the Detroit Red Wings, and the New Jersey Devils. Three teams you don't really want to have too much in common with. Uh, Just been a brutal stretch for this Hawks PK. They are 14 for 27 while shorthanded since February 23rd against the Columbus Blue Jackets. In a stretch of just seven games, the Hawks have allowed 14 power play goals against. That's horrible. They're just over the 50% mark in those games while shorthanded. And I've talked about this a lot on the show this year. We simply don't have the depth on this team to be allowing two power play goals per game. That's just atrocious. So something has to be done here on the Hawks PK because right now teams are scoring at will with the man advantage. And that has really hurt the Hawks during this uh during this rough, rough little stretch in the past few weeks. And also, kind of in that same boat, what's been um, standing out to me is it seems like every night right now, no matter it be the Tampa Bay Lightning, the Detroit Red Wings, Dallas Stars, teams of much different calibers, it doesn't matter right now. Every night, the Blackhawks are allowing like 35 to 40 shots on goal per game, which... When you have two young and unproven netminders backstopping you back there, that's not what you want to be doing. I know that, you know, there's a lot of rookie defensemen in the lineup, and we've been a little banged up on the back end recently. Calvin DeHaan missed a game and a half. Connor Murphy was out for a little bit there. He also got kicked out of Sunday's game, which didn't help. Um, But still, no excuses for when you go back and look a week or so ago, they allowed 45 shots on goal to the Detroit Red Wings, who were without 
two of their better offensive players in that series in Captain Dylan Larkin and first-liner Tyler Bertuzzi. So, for the Blackhawks, gotta clean up their play first while shorthanded, or probably the simpler ask is to stop taking so many bad, dumb penalties. That's been killing them in the last three or four games. A really bad one last night by Matthew Highmore in the offensive zone. That completely swung the momentum back in Dallas's favor after Yanmark was able to cut the deficit to 2-1. to one. Um, And also, in addition to the penalty kill, got to limit the amount of chances that they're allowing in the defensive zone. We can't have our goaltenders getting peppered on a nightly basis because at their age, it's asking a lot for them to be stopping, you know, 40 or more shots each game to come away with a victory. So in order for the Blackhawks to clean up their defensive woes as of late, 12 goals allowed in their last five periods. I think it all starts with the defensive zone play. Got to just play cleaner and get pucks out of their zone. And also um, got to figure out how to keep the puck out of their net while shorthanded because both of those things, if the Blackhawks aren't doing them well, they do not give a young team like themselves any sort of advantage in any game that they play for the remainder of the season. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I think that will wrap up Wednesday, March 10th episode of Locked On Blackhawks. Thank you again for tuning into the show, and be sure to subscribe and to follow the Locked On Blackhawks podcast for free right now on your favorite podcast app, and you'll get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And after the show, ask your smart device to play the Locked On NHL podcast. The NHL regular season is underway, and the best way to keep track of it all is by subscribing to Locked On NHL. Local experts each week bring you the biggest stories, game recaps, and fantasy advice all in one podcast. So be sure to subscribe to Locked On NHL wherever you may get your podcasts. Once again, thank you for tuning into today's episode. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can catch me on Twitter at my personal account, at JackBushman2, or you can also check out my Strictly Blackhawks account, at TalkinHockey, for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. For any questions at all regarding anything related to the show, feel free to email LockedOnBlackhawks at gmail.com. You can also hit me on one of my Twitter accounts, or you can call 708-653-0572 to leave a voicemail. So until tomorrow's episode, thanks again for listening to the Locked On Blackhawks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.